Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling. This week we are going to cover the news and just some wild speculation just for fun. Um, MLW of course is still on hiatus so stay tuned to see what we check out to review uh, in lieu of MLW Fusion and all that sort of good stuff. I'm rambling 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 already so let's just jump right in let's get to the news let's do this diddy mao it looks like the mlw world middleweight champion shun skywalker will be defending the title at mlw fightland 2022 sunday october 30th at the 2300 arena in philadelphia uh Skywalker recently beat Myron Reed for the championship, um, and it looks like uh, Cesar Duran is looking to matchmake in the biggest way possible, looking to sign a huge international title fight for Skywalker at the 2300 Arena. Also signed for Fightland in Philly, Calvin Tankman will be taking on the recently signed Willie Mack. Uh, Haas fight by the biggest stretch of the imagination. Um, actually, you know, I don't know what else is going to be announced yet, but for me, this might be a low-key match of the night. Both these dudes can go in the ring. Um, obviously, one half of the tag team champions, Calvin Tankman, is, well, let's face it, he's a tank, and Willie Mack is more agile than a man his size should possibly be. Uh, so those two matches, or, well, match and a half, we'll call it at this point, have been signed for Fightland so far. Uh, also scheduled to appear is the world heavyweight champion, Alexander Hammer, Stone, your boy, women's featherweight champion Taya Valkyrie, Mance Warner, Jacob Fatu, and the Samoan SWAT team. Uh, well, they also note in the uh, you know tagline here that tag team champions Hustle and Power will appear. Obviously, uh, you know the Hustle is already signed to a match. Uh, Alex Kane and the Bomaye Fight Club will be in action, as will Microman. All right. I don't do this terribly often on the show, but I just think it'd be fun, fun, fun to uh, break out some wild speculation on here now and uh, talk about my good friend, or at least good internet buddy, The Hustler. Uh, he has heard through the grapevine and, like, don't know where he's heard it. I don't question his sources, but the dude is scary right at times. Uh, he's one of the first folk to break the news that uh, Tony Khan had purchased Ring of Honor prior to the public announcement of it. So there might be uh, some fire to this here smoke. But Hustler reports that there's something big brewing between MLW and the NWA. Uh, he gets kind of vague. He flips back and forth whether it's going to be like a full-on partnership, which, to be fair, Davey Richards has been participating quite a bit in uh, the NWA. And, of course, Ty Valkyrie has done some shots over there as well. Uh, but... Hustler is implying that either we have, like, a buyout going on, or we have some sort of a merger going on as well. Uh, whether it'll be something like the United Wrestling Network or something totally different, we will have to wait and see. But, like, this, uh, him breaking this is rather interesting, because I don't have my previous notes with me, but, but MLW has recently signed on... Um, 
uh, an agreement with uh, one of the big uh, agencies that work with television and try to get programming on, you know, traditional TV and other streaming platforms. So uh, this could be kind of a big thing going on if there's any sort of truth to this. Of course, we will have to wait and see. Um, also, as we also know, like Court Bauer, as much as I love MLW, like he is carny as carny can be in terms of like promoting things for the sake of promoting them. Um, so we'll see kind of like where that's going as well. Of course, he has been silent on this potential partnership merger or whatever else is going on there. But I uh, just for fun just wanted to throw out you know th you know throw a bone to hustler because he's not in the you know audio podcast game so much he does he has a youtube channel um so if you guys wander over my social media you can check him out you'll find him over on the twitter box and whatnot too uh but yeah just throw uh, just like that's like some wild speculation there that should be rather interesting either a merger or part like a formal partnership which of course you know mlw is willing to uh break open that forbidden door anyway and let anyone from anywhere compete in their ring as long as you know they're willing to take the money of course all right, so, as I said, MLW still in hiatus. Uh, I sent a letter to matchmaker Cesar Duran and have not heard back from him yet as to, like, when the, when he's making some more matches for MLW. So we've been giving the spotlight to independent wrestling across the country. Uh, what I intended to do this week was give the spotlight to championship wrestling from Memphis. Um, unfortunately, like, I got confused looking through uh, their respective channel, and evidently they host two different shows on their channel uh one of which is their tv show championship wrestling from memphis uh but they also host uh the flagship show of the united wrestling network championship Wrest uh championship wrestling presented by car shield uh which is primarily uh championship wrestling from hollywood's flagship program uh but they both are hosted like on the uh championship wrestling from memphis site so what happened was I thought I was going to get some uh, Memphis wrestling, if you will. Um, and instead, I got Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Which is not bad, like, by a stretch of the imagination. But I feel like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is definitely a higher tier uh, in terms of a wrestling pecking order than Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Uh, but... You know, whatever. Independent wrestling is going to be independent wrestling. I'm going to stick with this, and then maybe next week I'll actually wander down to Memphis and check it out. Um, because, like, I was uh, thoroughly impressed with this show. I haven't watched Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in quite some time either. Um, and I've always kind of been a fan of it, but I've kind of... Just, it's kind of fallen by the wayside as some of the people that I used to watch go through there had moved on to other things uh, and whatnot. And, you know, there's just so much wrestling on right now, too, that it's just, it's really hard to kind of keep up with anything unless, like, you really put it in your regular rotation. And for whatever reason, Hollywood just never stayed in that rotation. But, in the meanwhile, never mind that. We are going to check out Championship Wrestling, presented by Car Shield, episode 925-22, as presented by the United Wrestling Network. All right, we get our intro, and Gilbert Corsi runs down tonight's show. We have Kevin Martinson taking on the debuting Atticus, Atticus Coger. Talking too fast now. Do-do-do-do-do, uh, jumping down my notes. Uh, El Primo Genio uh, 
taking on uh, Lord Crew. The Candy Girl taking on Savannah Stone. And our main event will be Judas taking on Divine. Sorry, like, I didn't, like, write this out verbatim like I was supposed to. Um, but, you know, we're used to these weird, awkward pauses that I throw out there anyway. So, you know, it's just business as usual. And, like, or I could have just done, like, running down tonight's show and just wandered off to the next point. Which is probably what I should have done. But in the meanwhile, let's have our first match, shall we? We're going to start off with a match, start off hot, if you will. Kevin Martinson, uh, formerly Johnny Goodtime for those old school PWG folk, uh, taking on the debuting Atticus Koger. Uh, Koger, for those of you not aware, is getting to be kind of a name in the deathmatch scene, um, no, most notably noted for his creative use of skewers. Speaking of that, before the match could even begin, uh, Martinson wants the referee to check all of Koger's pockets, lest there be weapons or skewers in there. Uh, ref does so, uh, but because of this, Atticus just goes off on the offensive already with his neon green suspenders. Commentary puts over his deathmatch experience um, and his alliance with for, uh, 44OH as well. Uh, but Koger starts off the offensive, you know, super hot, gets some quick offense in and alliance salt for two. Uh, this doesn't last long as Martinson is able to hit a backbreaker and then a double arm suplex um, on his own. And then Martinson ends up like suplexing himself outside of the ring. We go to break. Koger sends Martinson into the guardrail and then throws him into the ring. Koger, however, runs into a German suplex into the turnbuckles, flapjack, and then a wheelbarrow suplex for uh, by Martinson leads to a two count. Koger comes back, hits an air raid crash for two as well. Backbreaker and a sharpshooter by Martinson. Uh, Koger gets skewers out of some sort of pocket that he had hidden away. Which leads to like all sorts of like shenanigans of, you know, hey, get the, he's got skewers, get him away, get it, uh, get it out of there, ref. And so you know the ref is getting the skewers. Martinson lets go of the sharpshooter, uh, does despite all the weird distraction, gets hits a like Koger ends up like biting Martinson's like magic Iron Man glove, allow allowing Martinson to hit a pump kick and a brainbuster to get the three. Uh... So your winner, Kevin Martinson, uh, looks like he's going to be. It looks like he's the gatekeeper of sorts for Championship Wrestling of Hollywood. Uh, but uh, otherwise, a solid match between the two. I have really not seen much of Coger's work. I mean, I'm a, I'm aware of his existence in the Deathmatch community, of course, and I've seen various gifs and pictures of him covered in blood or stabbing Man Man Pondo in the head and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, but this was a solid opener to uh, help introduce him to those who may not be quite as familiar with his work, uh, though he may not have picked up the victory. Obviously, Martinson is kind of a stalwart of championship wrestling from Hollywood and the SoCal wrestling scene. All right. With my previous Ratlins, uh, we set time back a bit. So let's go ahead and just take a break right here. Take a pause for the cause. Uh, let the people hear about how cool it is to drink energy drinks and make podcasts. I'll be back in one moment. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. 
I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently, Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like Cass, drink Ray's Energy. Alright, we are back with a promo in the ring from El Primo Genio. Uh, he is tired of Lord Crew's meddling and calls him out. Crew comes out with his associate Halstrom. Uh, they just are just going to go ahead and have a match. There's there's no further talking. Uh, lots of clubbering back and forth to start the party off. Primo picks up with the speed, uh, but is pulled outside by Halstom from the top rope. Uh, Lord Crew tosses, tosses Primo around inside the ring, or outside inside outside i have the word inside but obviously we have not like actually gone outside like gone inside back inside yet um but either way hardest part of the ring is brought up mostly in the fact of you know a back play on the ring apron itself now now we may go into the ring uh with some more clubbering a lot of lord crew's offense is strike heavy big clubbing blows because he's kind of a big dude undefeated in uh championship wrestling as well uh, a handful of times primo tries to make a comeback um, but it's all for naught it does get a quick roll up for two um but like most of this comebacks at the time it doesn't last long and there's a sit out power bomb by uh, by crew for two uh outside outside um dom kubrick dives into the ring and lays out a uh, crew off a, a distraction by Halstrom. Evidently uh, Kubrick, Dom Kubrick has had some issues with Lord Crew and his bunch as well, uh, but thanks to being laid, uh, Crew being laid out with a, like a modified double arm neckbreaker kind of doodad. Uh, crew is out. Primo gets drugged over the top and gets the win. This is Lord Crew's first loss in championship wrestling, so a big effing deal here ladies and gentlemen. Uh, El Primo Genio is your winner. Um, and like the previous match, this is another just incredibly, you know, solid match uh, between two competitors. Uh, and I know even less about these two folk than I do Atticus Koger. Uh, but it was fun. Told the story, uh, you know, the story of a big unbeatable monster. Uh, I guess he's not that much of a monster, but he's a big, a big dude that hasn't been beaten yet. Getting beaten finally, getting his comeuppance uh, while still, like plugging the potential feud between all the parties involved up next we have a backstage promo it is divine with jake banning uh banning has had issues with uh jew diz um and uh, and he has laid down the challenge for diz to uh take on each member of his little faction one-on-one -on -one, to basically run the gauntlet to get a hold of banning tonight it is divine uh, Divine is learning on his own tonight, but he will also be the teacher in pain. <laughs> Up next, we have women's action as Candy Girl takes on Savannah Stone. Um, there is a notable size difference between the two competitors here, with Stone being the much larger uh, competitor. Candy Girl offers Savannah the lo a lollipop as a, p a gesture of peace and goodwill. Stone looks at it and just 
chucks it out into the crowd. Uh, this, of course, upsets Candy Girl, who takes the advantage as the bell rings very early uh, with a headlock and then turning that into like a Stratisfaction-esque uh, tornado bulldog, springboard bulldog, however you want to look at it. Uh, we get an innovative gator roll, um, and I call it innovative because she named it the Tootsie Roll, and I popped for it. I know it's named the Tootsie Roll because she flat out yelled, Tootsie Roll, and that made me happy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, however, uh, Stone ends up nabbing Candy and starts displaying the power advantage, just chucking Candy Girl around. Uh, Candy Girl comes back and hits several variations of crossbody presses, uh, whether it's a standard uh, running crossbody to a variation of the kneeling crossbody. Uh, however, all these running and jumping things eventually, you know, goes to the well too many times and gets caught with a flash powerbomb 4-3, your winner, Savannah Stone. Match told a very simple story, but very effective. Um, not, you know, I've never heard of either of these competitors, and I must say they've won me over. I, I am a fan of these two, and we're going to like, put them on my radar from here on out. And, you know, as, as I, like, say these things, you know, everyone, like, on Twitter is going to be like, oh, I'll show you, I'll show the world who I am, and you will remember the name, insert name here. Look at you, Tyler Klein. But that being said, of course, uh, but it was a fun match to be had. Um, if I would call it a palate cleanser of some sort. I mean, just because it's, you know, solid match, told us all the story, and that's all it kind of was, was just to display everybody's st skills and, you know, did a good job of it. Backstage, uh, Jordan Clearwater gets some interview time with Prince Nana. Uh, he didn't want to defend his UWN championship, uh, but he does it anyway, and when he does do it, the result is always the same, and still champion. All right, it is time for our main event of the evening. Jude is taking on Divine with Jack Banning. One-on-one, -on -one. can Diz run the gauntlet? We are going to find out here in a minute. We start the match off with an uber-long tie-up. It's one of those ones where they're just, like, pushing each other around, pushing each other the ropes. They do have to break the tie-up because, well, they're in the ropes, which they go back into the tie-up, and it lasts for quite some time as well. Um, eventually, though, Diz picks up the advantage with a headlock uh diz maintains control for a bit bit despite uh the pace attempting to pick up divine is trying to speed things up but it's just not quite working there uh diz starts working over the arm but evidently like that is divine's like magic hulk up spot uh and just kicks diz into the guardrail from the ring apron we go to break and when we come back divine is maintaining control over diz and I, I know what the gag is on that name, but it's just so weird, like, calling someone Judiz. I'm just gonna throw that out there real quick, because, whatever, I don't know any better. Anywho, uh, Diz does get a quick roll-up for two, but he gets taken back down. Diz uh, dodges another kick that probably would have sent him to the guardrail if it was hit, it, hit by it, and nails himself a springboard blockbuster. We get a black, uh, yeah, black, uh, that comes later, um... The black magic, but first we get a back suplex Uranagi by Diz that gets a two count. Uh, 
Diz locks Divine in an, uh, some variation of like an octopus hold, we'll call it, when a gentleman named Honest John comes out and he's cut off by Banning. Banning, like, despite being a heel leader of the situation, he is definitely wanting his disciples to take on Diz one on one, maintaining his chunk of the word. So he, you know, intervenes. Uh, John is really trying to get in there, though. Uh, however, this also kind of causes a distraction, uh, which uh, fall, uh, which causes Divine's fall, gets taken down, and then, now, now finally, Black Magic Elbow Drop by Diz gets the three count, the first man down in this gauntlet as Judiz gets the victory. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our main event in the evening. So despite my overall screw-up, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, essentially, even though I meant to watch Championship Wrestling from Memphis. <sighs> oh well. Memphis isn't Memphis without Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. There. I said it out loud. Uh, feel free to burn me alive at a later date. Um, that being said, though, this was a fun show to watch. Um, a lot of names that I was, again, like not familiar with, uh, but there was no bad match on this here card despite not me not being familiar with anyone and of course you know just because you're unfamiliar with the product doesn't mean like it's not worth your time championship wrestling from hollywood is totally worth your time good production values uh good solid action and a well-spent hour of my time Ah, so speaking of well-spent hours of time it is time to wind this thing down of course MLW will be gone allegedly for the next few weeks. So of course, if you have any sort of suggestions, you know, feel me, feel free to hit me up via the business line. Hit me up on social media. Of course, I am more likely to pay attention to those that happen to subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, we'll get that here in the plugs. But stay tuned for those plugs and uh, anything else that you may need to listen to to uh, help support this here podcast because every little bit helps me out, upgrade my equipment, uh, you know, give me more time to edit out all the uhs and likes and uh, maybe fix all the times I can't figure out whether I'm going to call a move a suplex or suplex, all that sort of good stuff. But in the meanwhile... Winding down, gonna take uh, gonna take the bre uh, next break, and by next break, I mean you know the next week until I record this again. I do appreciate you guys sticking through this and listening to me rattle on incoherently about professional wrestling for twenty minutes at a time. Uh, it is greatly appreciated, and I will see you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word of mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, -S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova, that is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova. 
where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.